To see you, Matt. You too, Doug. In person. I know. This is fun. This is fun, and it's episode 100. That's it why is. Why we're doing this? I've got the the party blowers out, and oh my god, noisemakers, strippers. And all kinds of... is that <laughs> oh, you just took it <laughs> took it too far, Matt. Okay. <laughs> uh, no strippers, but we are in Doug's lovely home in Black Mountain, North Carolina, because I am still homeless due to a flooded house. Mm-hmm. Which is a lot of fun, let me tell you. It's been uh, almost three weeks now. So, anyway, but I am putting all that aside to focus every, all my energy into our 100th episode of Nomenathy Radio. The big 100. The big century mark. So, anyway, um, I think what we're going to do today is something a little bit different. We're not going to be talking about protein or supplements or running or anything like that. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit more kind of about the podcast, uh, but we won't make it boring. We're talking about, <laughs> I mean, I think people listening to this are likely our listeners for a while. We, we've picked up a bunch of listeners over the past few months and uh, noticed just way more conversation and interest on Twitter and email and everywhere else. So we're just going to kind of talk about where we've been and where we are now and where we're going. So I think this will be fun, a little different, but should be good. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be fun. All right, so I think the the place for me, I mean, our podcast, we know it started years ago. It's been, I don't even know how many years, but probably four years now. That long? I, I think so. close to that long. Yeah. And at the beginning, we were doing one episode per month. That was the goal. You weren't part of it then. No, uh, a different, different guy, co-host. Ben yeah. Benoulis, who's still a friend of mine, a uh, fruitarian, neat guy, does some neat things. But uh, we kind of, and then you and I picked it up eventually, once I moved to Asheville, and well, I was doing, I was co-hosting with you. Were you? Yeah, I don't remember. When I was still in DC, yeah, we were doing Skype. When you were in DC, but I was in Asheville. yeah. When I was in DC, oh, when you moved to Asheville, yes. right? Yeah, yes. sorry. Okay. So we were doing once a month, but then I think that even stalled out a little bit. Actually, when you came along, you helped me revive it, right? Because we weren't doing once a month. You helped revive it, and then I think we started to slow down again. Um, we we may have picked up the frequency at some point, but we hit a point last year, last summer, when. I went on this little trip, kind of my own little writing retreat, work retreat, just to go away. My wife and kids went up to visit their friends in Indiana, and I went to Beaufort, South Carolina, just to kind of get away for four days, do some writing, do some work, do some thinking. And while I was there, I read Seth Godin's book, The Dip. We've talked about Seth Godin a little bit. He's a mentor and, uh, I, don't, I wouldn't say idol, but a mentor and someone that I look up to. Um, and I read his book, The Dip. I think it's called the little, the little Book that Teaches You When to Quit and When to Stick or something like that. And it's all about what was going on with the podcast. It's, it's about that before you create anything great, and, and necessarily, uh, you've got to get through the point where everyone else quits. That's, that's kind of how it works. Otherwise, if there wasn't that point, then there wouldn't be much uh, challenge to creating something great. Right? That, that's kind of what separates the the really good stuff from the rest of it so we were at that point we were in this dip and the question then is what do you do uh and and in that book seth makes some cases for when it would be a good time to quit if if you don't really see that it's leading anywhere uh but and we were really close so i, I think i came home from that and even asked you about that. I said, yeah. I think we are pretty close to, I think we should probably kill this thing right and we actually took a, a little bit of a break there i think we we kind of 
maybe a few weeks there we were, we were debating on what to do and and yeah lost any sort of consistency there as we were trying to figure it out yep and I, I think I even said to you that I didn't have the energy to do it uh and said would you want to like just make it your thing and you just be the nomad athlete radio guy and, and I said you, you said no no, no way <laughs> Um, you don't pay me enough for that. <laughs> but so, and I talked to Jeff Sanders, my friend. He's he was more much more into podcasting then than we were, and I t- told him the dilemma. He said, "Yeah, it sounds like probably quitting wouldn't be such a bad idea." Uh, and I don't really know what changed it for us. Do you know what what the moment was when we said, "No, we're not going to do that." Instead, we're basically going to double down on our efforts and just put out more episodes and do better well we decided we were going to batch record which you've never actually done that much of right but but we decided that it'd be much more manageable if once a week or once every other week we recorded three or four episodes at the same time right and and we've never gotten back on that but that's what um when once we were able to decide that that was okay to do yeah then uh then yeah because that means yeah if you could do that to it, it when we're making that decision it was like we could either have no podcast at all or we could just dedicate I don't know, four hours a month, one time, half a day, a month, and we'd have an episode per week if we did that. Right. So we never actually did that. You're right. We never actually <laughs> got to that plan. But that, I think, kind of kept it going. And we said, all right, we're going to we're gonna do that. We're going to put this effort into it. And really, a year later, we're a year later now. We're a year and, I don't know, a year and three weeks after that, because this was the end of July, or maybe it was the end of June, but whatever. Mm. Um, it's grown so much in the past the past year. I mean, it's taken off to the point where now when I think of what No Meat Athlete is, it's not anymore a blog that happens to have a podcast with it, this little side project. The podcast has become really half of No Meat Athlete because now we've got two episodes a week, we have two blog posts per week, and between me and you, I think that the amount of time that we spend to make a new episode is probably the same time as it takes to put out a new blog post. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And we actually, we see our popular podcast episodes get more listens per episode than some of our yeah you know our blog posts which blows my mind that that we would have surpassed the blog posts yeah right it's funny and i think that says a lot about what podcasts have become in the past year or two right it's it's not so much i mean i think we do a great job and it seems like people appreciate that and we wouldn't be doing it if we didn't think we were doing well with it um but i think we're also kind of riding the wave of podcasts in general have just taken off so much in the past two years especially the last year Mm-hmm. Since the technology got to the point where it just became really easy to, you know, consume podcasts and to make them, unless you're me, and, and I can't consume podcasts unless I burn them onto CDs and listen to them in my car <laughs> <laughs> or onto tapes, right? Um, so, you know, I'm kind of curious, going a little off subject, why you think that, um, or like, how do you how do you tell when when you're at that moment in, during the dip when you're having to decide? How do you know what to do? You know, I don't remember the actual criteria. I, the book is only 80 pages or something. Very easy, quick read. And I would highly recommend it if you're kind of in a project. Uh, actually, you should read it before you start a project because what he what he advises you there isn't – it's not really get into it and then decide if it's working or not. It's decide at the beginning, is this something where I'm willing to push through this dip from the beginning or not? Assuming that so like any come. new project you start, it's easy to put it in, in terms of blog or podcast uh, where you do start and then you necessarily go through a period where nobody's reading or nobody's listening. Right. And, and the – thing to do isn't get eight weeks into it and then say well no one's reading still so i quit this the thing to do is decide at the outset that either i'm not going to start at all because i'm not willing to go through that period or i'm going to make it 
whatever, 16 weeks in, or whatever you decide is the point at which, and you do a little research and figure out at what point should you be seeing some pretty good evidence. And, and so you decide ahead of time, I'm going to either do this right and push through it, or I'm not going to do it at all. Mm-hmm. He does talk, though, a few times. I think he uses the metaphor of a cul-de-sac and asks, like, he says, are you in a dip, or are you actually just at a, at a point where there really isn't a way out, where you're kind of just, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like there's hope. Right. And, and I don't know, he gives you a bunch of criteria and things that might help you notice what it is. Mm-hmm. But what I think is interesting about what we did, uh, because I, I'm a poker player, or I used to be, not really anymore. And I know you too, Doug, are a gambler. Are you a poker player? I don't know. Uh, you know, a little bit. A little bit. Okay. A little bit. So fun fact about us is when we go to Runner's World headquarters in <laughs> Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, which we did which last we're, year. And we're going to And we're doing it again this year. Months. We haven't talked about that yet. We actually should do a good promotion of that on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, we will be there in a few months for their Runner's World half and festival. Again, mm-hmm. sponsored by Ultra, who was our podcast guest after we met them there and heard them talk there. Uh, but anyway, we'll play more about that later. But they have a casino right there in Bethlehem, a pretty nice one. I mean, it's like it's like the closest I've been to Las Vegas that's not Las Vegas. Like, way better than Atlantic City casinos. Yeah. Um, so we spent a good amount of time there last time. <laughs> we did spend a <laughs> And I think we'll spend some more time there this time. Well, even, and interestingly enough, you and I have been to a lot of casinos together. And I haven't been to any casinos in the last couple of years, except, except with you. Except with me. During the book tour, <laughs> we took, uh, after we launched product one time, we, we celebrated at yep. Harris Casino here in, yep. or I guess it's Harris in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And then that's true. the book tour out west, we were... Yeah, we've done a lot of casinos together. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, in poker, there, there a lot of times you get in a situation, I mean, every situation is, do I, at this point, raise, call, or fold? And raise would be put more money in, become the aggressor, call is just... You match the whatever current bet is out there, and you sort of passively play along. And fold is actually quit. You say, this isn't worth it. I'm not doing it. Uh, and very, very often, lots of situations in poker, the correct play is a decision between raising or folding. Calling is... I mean, there are times when it's right to call a bet. But if you ever read poker books, and I got really into this at one point in my life, um, many decisions are, do I raise or do I fold? And you could make a good argument for either one, but call is clearly the wrong decision in a lot of these cases, which is always interesting to me, right? Because it's not, it's not you, the middle ground is not correct. It's one of these two extremes. And either one might be right. It's hard to say which one is right. And I think that's kind of the situation we were in. Like, had we just kept doing what we were doing, would have continued to do what it was doing, and it wouldn't have gone anywhere. And we probably wouldn't, we, you know, we would have gotten frustrated and not have anything now. Right. So I think it's an interesting, uh, just that that phenomenon happens a lot, not just poker, not just in podcasts, uh, but everywhere. So I hope, I don't know, maybe someone listening to this would be in a situation where that type of idea is, uh, is what you need to think about. I mean, it's not just, it's not, the decision often isn't, should I keep doing what I'm doing? It's, should I stop this and put all this energy elsewhere? Or should I put way more effort into what I'm currently doing? Yeah. And I mean, in a way, we went all in, you know, doing, committing to two episodes. We uh, did. We pushed our chips in the middle. Yeah. Committing two episodes per week, that's, that's a lot of content. And it could have, I think that had that, had it not worked, had we not gotten in a rhythm to be doing this, that it, it would have just it totally exploded and, you know, we would have lost all our money. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, that's our story of the past year. And the, the two episodes per week is only a more recent thing. I mean, I don't know how long it's been now, but it's probably been three months of that or something yeah um same with the blog post but we were doing but we were consistently doing one a week for almost a full year and i really in the past six months i think started to see the big pickup in 
in interest in the podcast, which is really cool. So, I mean, that's one of the things that you're, you're kind of the gratitude guy, right, Doug? Oh, yeah. So this won't be weird for me to go go to that. Uh, <laughs> when I, I do, when I do these, oh, I talked about this last episode. When I do meditation uh-huh. and this six-phase meditation where you go through, you know, you, you mentioned, you talk about your gratitude, you think about your forgiveness and all these different things. Um, one of the things that I constantly am grateful for, of course, is is the the audience of people who care about what I and what we have to say. Because you know, without that, I, I wouldn't we wouldn't be able to do this. We couldn't bring this stuff to the world. And aside from that, we'd have to be doing regular jobs. Uh, so it's it's something that, of course, I'm extremely grateful for. And if it weren't for you listening to this, not you, Doug, but you, uh, <laughs> you, the audience, and I'm also thankful for people who help me with no Kathy, like you, Doug, <laughs> but. Uh, because you know, because people listen to this is, is the reason it can happen. So anyway, I'm very, very thankful for that and really excited about what's coming next. But before we get to that, let's <laughs> talk about where we've been. Yeah. Um, just some of the – we just figured what we do in this episode is talk about some of the the most popular episodes that we've had because we've actually started tracking downloads, and that's kind of a new thing. We pay attention <laughs> to how many people download episodes now. Uh, which we didn't really have any means of doing before. It's kind of funny. That it is funny that we would just do this blindly and, and that would use that lack of information to decide whether we're going to keep going <laughs> right. or stop. Right. Uh, but we did, we did get more serious about it, so we now have a way of knowing how many people download stuff. And what, what do we got here, Doug? What's our, and by the way, this is weird because our top, we're going to talk about the five most downloaded episodes. The ones that are more recent are at a huge disadvantage here because they don't sit on iTunes for months and months and get a chance to be downloaded. Uh, so these are some of the older ones, but still some of the very best ones. And mm-hmm. uh, let's let's talk about very quickly just what they're just so that in case someone hasn't heard these can go back and find them. Yeah, the actually the the number one is one of my favorites. It's the twenty one weird things we do now that we're vegan. Mm-hmm. And good one. I, th- I thought it was a good one. Talk that, about. I mean, we've talked about before how that that was based on a blog post uh, or inspired by a blog post that I wrote called The 17 Weirdest Things I Do Now That I'm Vegan. Uh, that was three years ago now that I wrote that. But that was like the most popular post in Nomadathy history. I don't know if it's the most viewed ever because it doesn't like get a lot of search traffic. People aren't searching for that information. Uh, but as far as like getting shared, getting picked up by other sites and stuff like that, it, was, it just blew away every other one. So no surprise that that is a popular podcast episode, but we expanded it into 21 and... People like that stuff. People like the vegan. I've just realized with Nomad Athlete that people really like uh, other people writing and talking about veganism in a way that they can relate to. Mm-hmm. Because you've, a lot of it, there's, there's a loneliness factor, I think, that comes with it. Uh, and some people who are very lucky to be in places where there are lots of lots of vegans everywhere, maybe not so big a factor. But I think people really like that connection and knowing that someone goes through exactly the weird thing that they went through. Uh, so I think, I think that's no surprise that that's a popular one. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess we should mention that we're going to link to all these in, in the show notes today. So Yeah, do we have episode numbers for these? Um, not offhand. Not offhand, okay. No problem. But, but we'll link to them all in the show notes. So you can, if you go to nomadathlete.com slash radio dash 100, then uh, you can find all these episodes and we'll link to them there. Or just go to iTunes, and you'll just see the headlines, the, the titles yeah. in, the, in the list there. You should be able to pick Which them up. even better. And while you're in there, you can leave us a you review. You can leave us a rating and review. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The second most popular was one of our more controversial ones, even though we kind of tried to dance around the whole controversy side of it. <laughs> right. It was the paleo versus vegan debate. Yeah. 
And that was another inspired by another really popular blog post. Because so once once we ran out of episode ideas, we said, hey, here's an idea. <laughs> Let's go see what's really popular on the blog. Don't share the secret. Podcasting secret. Uh, <laughs> People don't seem to mind, even as well. That's why I'm happy to talk about it here because we make them different. It's a lot. It's, we don't just read blog posts. Uh, some people do. Tim Ferriss reads blog posts now and then from yeah. his in between episodes, he calls them. Uh, I, I never listen to those, so I, I wouldn't want to do one like that. But I think I, I don't know, adding stuff, making it different, bringing in, bringing in Doug Hay, bringing the Hay saying into the, into the conversation <laughs> makes it much different. Uh, but anyway, throwback. So that, uh, that one. Yeah, I mean, of course, paleo versus vegan is, is a big deal. And and the thing, I mean, we put it that way, paleo versus vegan, but the blog post was called Why Paleos and Vegans Should Stop Hating Each Other. So that wasn't a versus thing at all. That was a totally, we should we should not hate each other because we both eat whole foods. And compared to 95% of the rest of the country, the paleos and vegans are in this weird corner together. Yes, one of them eats meat and one of them doesn't, but all of them, at least the vegans that we're talking about, care about food that is whole and not processed and you know they want fresh and they want non-gmo and they really care about where the food comes from so i think we have so much more in common than the difference which is a big difference i'm not going to deny that it is uh of whether or not to eat animal products but even some animal products paleos don't eat dairy which is like a you know the big a big vegan thing is people are addicted to cheese and can't give up cheese um when you, I mean, when you want to go vegan, <laughs> once you do, then you actually give up cheese. But paleos who are strict and really follow the diet correctly don't eat much, if any, dairy, and they agree that it is not a health food. So I think that that alone it makes us really similar as well. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, we didn't we didn't talk about. I mean, I think I think we gave some of the reasons why we do choose this diet over paleo, but that wasn't the point of the episode at all. Uh, despite what people said, I think that one inspired somebody to email and ask if he could come on the show and debate mm-hmm. us or something. Yeah. Uh, which clearly he's he's consumed a lot of nomadic content if he thinks that I'm up for debates, debates. and yeah, <laughs> getting all fired up and fighting about diet. Um, so anyway, yes, no surprise there that that one also was a popular one. It was, yeah. The next one was the foods worth eating every single day. Yet another blog post turned into, <laughs> turned into a podcast episode. Uh, so again, no surprise, but... People like that. And we just recently did an episode that was also very popular, but it is too new to have made this list because we just put it out a few weeks ago. Uh, and that was, what does a typical day in the diet look like? Right. Which is not all that different from what's a staples, what are your staple foods in your diet? Because that's another common question. People just like that type of information. They want to know those details. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's so much because they care that much what you and I eat every day, Doug, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but I think people want validation that what they are doing is that they're not the only one doing this crazy thing. Right. And I don't mean vegan diet, but the, the, the way that they're eating doesn't happen to be completely wrong. Uh, so I think it's nice to hear that other people are eating in a way that's similar to what you're doing. Absolutely. So, there you go. And then rounding out the top five. So oh, I think, hold on. I think that one was, was our first morning wood mention episode. Because <laughs> that's, I think that's when Brazil nuts came up. <laughs> So now we've had three morning wood mentions on I think here. This is the fourth, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you just love throwing it in. I do. No I like one's that. commented on it, actually. No, it's such a good test, and, yeah. and it's so it's so it's it's X rated. We don't go we don't go there ever. I think someone should tweet at Matt about his morning wood. <laughs> you should. I'd like a check in every day from somebody to ask me <laughs> oh ask me the condition. Uh. <laughs> All right. So so four and five are both uh, interviews. So, which is which was nice. Our two most popular interviews 
One is from Robert Cheek, the vegan bodybuilder. Like to see that. Robert's a good friend. Yeah, on shifting from processed foods to whole plants. Yeah, because he, so his first book was called, I think it was called Vegan Bodybuilding, and his website is Vegan Bodybuilding and Fitness, or maybe the book is also called And Fitness. But that book had plenty of, it was all about his bodybuilding career and stuff he had done to make it work on a vegan diet. And he had eaten plenty of processed food and supplements and all this kind of stuff, uh, always in the natural bodybuilding category. He hadn't, of course, gone down any any bad roads as far as I know. But then he kind of had this transformation uh, three, four years ago. And he actually came and stayed with me in Asheville when he was passing through just after he was finishing, or maybe he was currently in the, the uh, T. Con Campbell E. Cornell course about mm. plant-based nutrition. And he did that, um, learned all about whole foods, and really just became an evangelist for whole food, plant-based diet, meaning no oils, no more protein powders, no more supplements. Uh, so that was a very, very different approach from what he'd always done. So then his new book came out called Shred It. He put that out, I don't know, a year ago, maybe two years ago now. Um, and that was all based on whole food. So how do you put on weight as a bodybuilder, perform as a bodybuilder, uh, or as an athlete in general, without even adding or needing to add oil to your diet? So And, and that is mind-blowing to some people because, I mean, even me trying to gain weight on a plant-based diet, if I couldn't eat oil or protein powder or anything that was not whole, would seems like it would be very, very difficult. But he has an interesting approach. He talks a lot about the numbers and figuring it out, figuring out exactly how much you would need, and then being really account- accountable and disciplined and every day knowing whether or not you've got that amount of calories. So much, much different way of eating than the way we usually talk about, like for a typical lifestyle diet. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a serious athlete or someone who does want to make a serious change to their body, it's an approach that, that certainly works. So I think you know that was probably why people liked it, other than his enthusiasm. I mean, he's just he's in, he's enthusiastic, he's motivating, uh, he's funny. So he's always always a good guy and a frequent vegan cruise guest, holistic holiday at sea. Which you're going on again? This which year. I will go on again this year. And actually, Robert and I will be speaking on a panel together. Oh, cool! So that will be fun. Um, there, we have an episode recently about about that, I believe, right? About the vegan cruise? Yeah. No, do we not? We do. Oh, I put a blog post up. That's what it was. A blog post recently that uh. mentioned our podcast about the cruise that came out back in March, right after the cruise was done. Yeah. So anyway, check that one out. Not a best of episode, but not too far from the top, right? That's actually Didn't you right say that here. was like top mm-hmm. 10 or something? It's top 15, yeah. Yeah. All right. And then, so what rounds it out? What's our, what's our last interview here, Doug? Our fifth most popular episode and the second interview on the list is from vegan funny guy Jeffrey Benny. <laughs> And his quest to beat obesity and run the Leadville 100. Okay, nothing against Jeffrey Binney here, but how, how does Jeffrey Binney beat out Rich Roll as far as most popular episodes? You know, is it because he's older? It's not that much older. No, it's not that much older. You know, maybe it's it's um, it's about a month older than, okay. than Rich Roll. And Rich Roll is just behind that, right? He's yeah, not, but not but far back. I think people can relate to Jeff. Uh, you know, he's he was overweight and he was trying to tackle this big goal and lose weight and do it on the so you're saying Rich is unrelatable? <laughs> I don't know. No, yeah, Rich was uh, he was he was that he was exactly that, and then he then he right. transformed. But yeah. then he became a super athlete, which is right. a little harder to relate to. Also, Rich has his own podcast, so he's putting out people were probably getting plenty of Rich Roll that yeah, way. That's true. Maybe we're not maybe we're not bringing that much more to the table, you know? Or maybe Jeff just had some huge following that and was able to promote yeah. it pretty heavily. That's true. He's a vegan funny guy. Maybe he was on Comedy Central or something, and he, I think he had been on. Some sort of Comedy Central show. Yeah. 
He's he, he is a comedian by trade. Anyway, so he he I'm I'm happy to see that because he was he was fun. I like talking to him, and uh, he he did Leadville right, but didn't finish it. Yeah, he he Leadville was last weekend, and he ran, and I was I had a few other friends run, so I was following along some people and checked in on Jeff, and unfortunately he made it up to Hope's Pass, which is eleven thousand something feet, the highest point in the race, um, but didn't didn't and reach it before hope. the cutoff, so they had to pull him off the course. Hmm. Um, so I'm sure that was a real tough setback for him, uh, and I was definitely bummed to see that. But yeah, but as you said, maybe we should have him on again and have him talk about Leadville. Yeah, because that that's a relatable experience. I mean, I think if I if I did Leadville, that's what would happen to me. <laughs> so uh, I'd be interested in hearing how that how that went because it'd be nice to hear a non finisher story. Yeah, just of how mm-hmm. and maybe he wasn't that miserable. Maybe he was just just too slow to yeah to do it. Yeah, it it, it would be. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. So he, he's doing this as part of a filming project that he's doing uh, mm-hmm. about the whole Leadville experience and the whole training experience. So I think that was probably a, definitely a different turn in the right. storyline. Didn't we ask him what happens if you don't finish? And we did. We did we ask did. him. <laughs> and what did he say? Um, I don't know. I don't remember. We'd have to go back and see. But it'll be interesting if we ask him again. Right. What happens? <laughs> it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. You know, but, but I think you know it'll make a compelling story and it's supposed to be a docu-comedy sort yeah of like a funny documentary i guess and um so i don't know it'd be interesting to yeah all right maybe... we'll try to get him back on that'd be good yeah. especially if his documentary is still gonna come out i'm sure it will. hope he didn't scrap the whole project yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. that wasn't what he said he was gonna do if he didn't just <laughs> scrap the whole thing <laughs> all right so those are top five ever most downloaded episodes uh so three of them not surprising the interviews to me are surprising that those both are on there um, I mean, Robert Jeek certainly has a large following online, but we've we've had many other high profile people uh, who whose you know interviews are are out there, but not quite as high as that one. So surprising, but uh, good to see. Yeah, is there right. one that is there one that you expected to be really high? That well, there was the I mean the time issue, the the fact that these older episodes have more time kind of change it because I was definitely expecting the one I did with Aaron, my wife, about the weight loss because that one out of the gate got more downloads than any we'd ever seen. And by the way, I know we're kind of dumping on Rich Roll's episode here because it didn't make the top five and didn't get above Jeffrey Binney. But that one was to that, at that point, was our by far our largest spike in traffic or, or in downloads when that came out. So it's been a super popular episode. The Rich one? Rich Roll's, yeah. yeah okay. and then, but then Aaron's actually surpassed that, this one about her weight loss. And... I don't know if that's because people are interested in weight loss or if people just want to hear more of Aaron. I got a lot of tweets that were sort of to that effect, that, that they just wanted more of Aaron on the Less podcast. Less Doug, more Aaron. Less Doug, more Aaron. Yeah, oh. It was a hashtag that was going around <laughs> trending on Twitter for a while. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so so I, I still want to do some more with her. We did the one after Italy, but we were just a wreck right then. That was not, not our best episode. And that was – it's hard to believe that as long ago as that was, we were still – only halfway into our trip then i mean we've, we haven't been in our house in like nine weeks now or something really long um so we've been doing a lot of these kind of makeshift setups us via skype me and aaron, aaron and i did that one in just a room with this mic that isn't really made to be a room mic like that mm-hmm. so it just wasn't our i mean i don't think it was a great episode but anyway um we'll do more with her we'll have some sort of idea about her and actually this is a fun fact aaron has been kicking around the idea of starting her own podcast kind of about healthy living the way that just like based on the what we do at home and she i mean she makes all these things and you know not just cooking which she does plenty of and food preparation and all that for the kids um but you know how she travels with the kids how how they go out how how it is packing our son's lunch for school and all the 
allergies and all that stuff around here. Um, and then like the cleaning products she makes. And, and she just is really into that stuff. So she's thought about doing some sort of podcast. I don't know if it will happen or not. But Does she need a co-host? I, you know, I, can, I can be available. I can make my... <laughs> yeah. Less Matt. That'd be <laughs> yeah, less Matt. More, more Doug and Ed. Mm, that'd be bad. I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> you know you know what? I'm surprised it wasn't in the top five. What? The recap of the 100 miler that I won. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked that it didn't, didn't make it. Yeah, me too. I just thought for sure that the that one actually did get a respectable amount of downloads. I remember seeing. <laughs> it's it's hard with those because it's hard to title those in a provocative way. You know, like Doug won his hundred miler. <laughs> I think that was part of our episode, and something it was some sort of topic. And Doug wins his hundred miler. So <laughs> yeah. it's hard to put our own stories into podcast episodes uh-huh. as like the the feature of the episode. But um, I do call you ultra running ultra running celebrity now. <laughs> So, all right, so that was, that's was that been the past hundred episodes, mm-hmm. you know, the last few years. What uh, What's what's going to happen during the next hundred episodes? What's coming up? Yeah, I, I assume we're going to do a hundred episodes, and I think we're going to get there quickly, uh, barring acts of God and floods and other natural disasters. I mean, I think if everything is good, we will continue to do episodes, uh, and I think we'll get those those episodes done. If we keep up the two, two a week pace, then we'll get them done a year from now. Mm-hmm. So, what's going to happen in the next year is basically what that question is. Uh, and sorry, I didn't just, phrase just it properly. Putting it in <laughs> chronological sort of time way instead of episodes. Um, yeah, what's going to happen? I don't know. What do you think is going to happen? I think we're we're going to skyrocket to the top of iTunes, be the number one, surpass the Serial Podcast, and. You think just number one overall? Overall, we're podcasting. just gonna, we're gonna yeah, be yeah, podcasting be nice. celebs. I don't, I don't know for sure that that's gonna happen. We might be a little bit too niched out with our topic there, but you never know. Maybe veganism will, will just, <laughs> just <laughs> hit its stride. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so I, I've been thinking about what we want to do because we've we we don't seem to have any shortage of of content ideas. I mean, we we do a good job of completely running out of them, and then saying, okay, we really need some new ideas, <laughs> and then we come up with like five or six, and we do those uh-huh. uh we've, we've done that a lot of times now but i think i think we're going to have to at some point change the format um i mean we'll, we'll just run out of things and we, I don't, we're not going to want to keep revisiting topics that we've already talked about on the podcast perhaps we'll do some of that and talk about it in new ways as we kind of learn new information um i mean maybe maybe bring make it a little bit more current and slightly less evergreen as far as uh, interviews being one of them, like when someone has has a new book out, that there's always lots of opportunities to do podcast interviews for people who uh, have books out, and we've kind of, I mean, we've done it a little bit. I've tended to stay away from it when it's not an author who most people are going to know, uh, but I don't really know that much about about the audience, and this is something we're going to address at the end of this episode with the chance to help us out by giving us some input. If you don't mind, we would really appreciate that. Um, but I, I wonder when people see a podcast, like Rich Roll's podcast is immensely successful, and he has a good mix there of people who I have heard of, and then probably half of people who I haven't heard of. But he mm-hmm. is, you know, because of his interests and who he knows and whatever, he just finds out about interesting people uh, who are, and his, he's much broader than just plant-based fitness now. He talks about mindfulness, meditation, and all kinds of different topics. Um, but, you know, I wonder, do people want to hear from a relatively unknown vegan cookbook author or what we got we got a pitch the other day about someone who wanted to talk about uh the, the merits of saltwater flotation 
as a recovery tool and kind of meditation tool. And I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I did a few uh, a few floats really earlier this year. Yeah, as sort of like just I don't know. It's kind of like instead of getting a massage, you would go do this. There's a saltwater chamber in Asheville. Oh, interesting. And yeah, and it's like this little I don't know eight by eight pool that you're in, completely dark. It's only like a foot deep or so of the water, but they put so much salt in there that you float like a cork on top of this water. Huh. And it's sensory deprivation is the idea. So you, you don't hear anything, you don't see anything. And when you lay still long enough, the water around your skin actually becomes the uh, the same temperature as your skin. So then you stop feeling anything for the most part. And the air, of course, is going to... The chamber is not disturbed very much other than cleaning. Um, but so you you don't have much sensory input going on and you sit you lay there for i think it was an hour and a half that i did it twice wow and it's really neat it was a it was a very strange experience did you i mean did you like it i did like it i didn't i don't think i relaxed the way you're supposed to but my mind was kind of running and racing the whole time and i felt like i just had a lot of clarity in what i was thinking after the first like 45 minutes because you you know like meditation you 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 go your mind goes all over the place and then eventually it just settles down because it kind of gets tired right. like a dog or a kid and just stops. And then and then you have little in- insights and things like that. So anyway, someone wanted to talk about that. And it was to promote his book, of course, but also talk about the benefits of that for ultra runners. And like nobody would know the author's name. And for us to put up the title on iTunes, um, to email that out to our audience and say, hey, here's somebody you've never heard of talking about flotation therapy. Like, I just can't see people saying, all right, I can't wait to hear that episode. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I but don't it could know. be really good. It could turn out to be really good. And and Rich does a great job of going really in-depth with his his guests. And I, I doubt we'd ever kind of go that level of depth. It's just not really what people expect from us and what we're about. Um, so I don't know. But I'd really like to know about that. Uh, I have been talking to Drina Burton, who has, is a cookbook author and has one out called Plant Powered Family. So it's kind of a family-friendly vegan cookbook. Uh, actually has oil-free options on all, every recipe. So she's going to come on and do an episode. Uh, she's she's fairly well-known, more well-known than the people I'm kind of thinking of more when I'm saying I don't know if these would be good. Um, so that would be a good one. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know if people want to hear episode, uh, interviews or if people want to hear me and you just kind of going back and forth. <laughs> yeah. We tried, to, we tried to, as much as we can, get a mix of it. At first it was almost all interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've certainly moved away from that, but you know, I think we try to sprinkle in interviews as, as frequently as we can right now. Yeah, but we've had very few recently, and partly right. because of the travel schedule right. and all that. It's just it's harder to line up interviews and make all that happen with Skype and mm-hmm. recording. But um, I think I think that's probably a direction we will go more. And I, so also, there are, plant-based diet movement seems not to be slowing down at all. It seems that there are more and more cookbooks on the shelves, more mm-hmm. and more blogs popping up. So I think there's going to be a broader group of people to talk to uh and i you know i don't really have a desire to go too far outside of that space for this podcast like it's it's awesome what rich has done and i think right. it's one of the reasons he's been so successful is that he has reached far beyond this uh but you know i think i think this podcast is about that topic so i kind of want to stay in there and we can now and then do things on mindfulness or things that we're interested in uh other habits productivity now and then but i do want to stay within that topic but i think it does seem that there are more and more people and more interesting a lot of cookbook authors yeah. So anyway, um, we we do want to ask you for your input about that, and I just you know I wonder do people like interviews? Do people want to hear interviews? Or if you see an unknown name in your in your 
what could we use iPhones now to listen to podcasts? Is that what the name of the device is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so the name of the device. If you see, and, and it just magically goes there, so that it just comes from, from yeah, the cloud. It just and comes from there. thin air, just appears on your phone. Okay, so if you see that just appear on your phone, and it's a name you haven't heard of, but you know it's nobody at the radio, are you interested in hearing that episode, or do you want to just Matt and Doug, you know, doing their thing? That, that's kind of what I really would like to know. Um, but anyway, we're going to have a couple other questions on the search. So that's that's what to expect about content. Uh, very, very long way of saying we have no idea what's going to happen with the content. We don't know what we're doing. We don't know what we're doing past this episode. In fact, what to do for this episode we planned 15 minutes ago in your kitchen. You were just sharing all of our speaker, uh, secrets. <laughs> that's what this episode's about. It's a 100th episode. This is, our, this is where we spill the secrets. Yeah. Um, okay, so on, on the note of transparency, though, you anyone who's a dedicated listener knows that we did a bunch of Kalo ads at the, I don't know when that was, a month ago, two months ago, mm-hmm. uh, about the silicone wedding rings, which Erin really is into. She lost hers, and just today said she was going to buy another one. Oh. So free promotion for Kalo. I still use mine. Do you? I used it on the float last week. I do not. You wouldn't, Oh, that floating. Yeah, right. Um, I do not wear mine. I lost mine. You lost yours, too? Lost mine, yeah. Huh. But it's okay. I mean, I, I liked it, but I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> no, we're not bashing though. I, I mean, Aaron, Aaron is going to order a new ring. She's really into it. So, um, we are going to have more sponsorships, we hope. And we've got one lined up, a couple others in the works. Um, so, I mean, the, I think people I think people listen to podcasts, come to expect that, and be fine with that. I know when I listen to podcasts, I generally expect that there will be ads, and I'm fine with it, as long as it's not a completely insane amount of them. Um, so, we're going to do that, but... We're we're careful with how we do it. I mean, we, I don't know. It's not not like there are all that many companies out there that are, you know, selling stuff that's specifically to our standards. You know, because we talk all the time about eating whole foods, and to be honest, whole foods, and this is a not a not a new issue, and it's what T. Con Campbell's book Whole is all about. There's not a lot of money in promoting whole foods or starting whole foods companies. You know, so that's that's why it's not it's not a big commercial thing, and it's not why it's not what's pushed. It's not what's in stores. It's not what's on TV. No one tells you to eat more carrots, or eat more potatoes, or is, you know, is that um, enthusiastically pushing that message? Because it's, there's not much reason to, other than it's really good for people, right? So, but, and and we've actually we've been very selective about who who we want to put on the podcast. We've actually turned some people down. Yes, we have, and that was well, and I, you know, I don't, I'm not saying we need to make sure every single advertiser. Um, that the stuff they're selling is exactly the stuff that we're using all the time. Like, I don't, you know, I just don't expect that to be the case. Uh, but we have turned some down and that was difficult to do because we're still a small business. And it, you know, when, when the opportunity to have a sponsor comes along, it's going to pay for a bunch of bills, you know, it, uh, not a small amount of money um, to turn them down. is really hard, but we did. I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. That's. I'm very happy that we that we made that decision. It was someone a podcast or a, an advertiser who wanted to do our our full package of episodes. I think it's 18 episodes in a row, uh, but wanted to come on as a guest for an entire episode because we don't know if people really listen for to these little ads, and we want we want a full episode interview. And I was like, I just kind of wanted to do it because he said he was a health expert, and it could be about that. It wouldn't have to be about the product. But I just felt like if we did that interview and then all of a sudden started playing these ads from that company, it just seemed like people would feel somehow tricked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
or we could disclaim at the beginning and say, hey, this is actually just one giant ad this episode, so you might want to tune out for this one. <laughs> if they would let us do that, then uh, maybe it'd be okay. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm very proud of how we handled that. And it was tough to turn that down, but I'm glad that we did. I think it was the right thing. And the reason we're telling you this is because that's that's kind of the approach that we're going to continue to take. Uh, yes, there will be ads, but I think you can generally expect that, um, you know, even, even if they're not exactly the the product that we swear by all the time because there aren't many products that i swear by all the time um the nature of what we do is you know doesn't involve all that many products um we're going to be selective about the ones we choose and allow and and of course respect you the listener with the content that we're putting out i'm not saying we would never ever allow an advertiser to kind of be part of the content but you know in that case just wouldn't have made for good content If if we ever could do a good job with it then you know, wouldn't be a bad idea, and and of course we would disclaim it and let let you know that this is what's going on. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's that's where that is. We've also explored some other options. There's there's this kind of new thing about where you can have patrons, kind of people who are supporters of the podcast, who pay some tiny monthly amount and get a few little bonuses, and then you know, kind of get to be part of this little insiders club of supporters. Uh, so I'm I'm curious about that. We've been kicking that idea around. It it certainly would fit the no meat athlete model that we've done everything like everything has been audience supported for this uh, up to now really the podcast is the the first time in years that we've had any sort of advertising anywhere uh the blog we haven't had ads on there for a long time other than occasional little affiliate offers or something uh so i don't know reader supported kind of handmade homemade that feel i really like that and i think if we could have a group of of nomad athlete radio insiders or whatever they would be called uh that'd be a pretty neat thing and it would help us reduce the the number of ads that we do have to run uh, so I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but we've been we've been talking about it, and I think it'd be cool. And that's another thing that we were going to ask about on this survey is is, if, is that sort of thing, I don't know, what, how much interest would there be in that if you were going to be getting extra content and some other special insider stuff um, just to pay some sort of monthly donation basically to the podcast. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's what's coming up, but of course that's all going to kind of take a backseat to what we've been doing, which is just putting out episodes uh, that that are, you know, hopefully giving people lots of information. And if not good inf- information, then at least entertainment. Definitely. And we also have a, a new idea, something completely yes, different. Yes, this is exciting. That, is, that was inspired, I think, by the support and and community that we built through the podcast, right? Yep. Why don't you tell us about that, Doug? Well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's still just a, a very, uh, I don't know, nebulous idea. Right. So I, I don't think there's no way to tell what it is wrong because we don't really know what it is yet. But, yeah. but um, we want to get your feedback on it too. Yeah, we're playing around with the idea of hosting a live event in person, um, covering a set number of topics, maybe going on some runs, doing some different workshops. Uh, some beer. Some beer, some beer tours. Because it would be in Asheville. Yeah. Uh, which uh, is where we live, in North Carolina, in the mountains, uh, which is a microbrewing mecca and trail running big mecca trail running place. And... Yeah vegan community mecca yeah it's just so all around it, the place it, you which is why we both come. live here right and yeah. then we both moved here for a lot of those reasons uh yeah and so you want to come here we're assuming um never mind that we're here but we get, we get emails this is kind of interesting we get emails almost every single week from people saying i'm coming to Asheville for the first time <laughs> yeah. uh you know what where where should i go what should i do um, and you know those emails are great because that just it shows what uh what level of 
excitement there is around. Yeah, I'm, I'm always surprised at how many people know that we live here. Like, I don't know where a lot of people are from. I don't feel like who I read online. I guess, I mean, I guess maybe if you're, if you're into something, you, you know about it. But I'm always just surprised that people even know that that's where we're based. Um, yeah, and I've actually just started sending, I have a copy-paste now that I just send out to those people. <laughs> and I say, here's a copy-paste. I don't, you know, uh-huh. just pretend like it's a fresh answer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that happens all the time. So it, it, I don't know, it'd be really cool to do something. And we don't really know quite what something something low key something that basically is come hang out with No Meat Athlete Radio for a long weekend. Uh, we'll do some running. We'll do some brewery tours slash just going to breweries. Um, get some really good vegan food. Do some some little presentations. Maybe you're a certified running coach now, Doug. So I feel like you could tell us some things. I would talk about goals we could talk we could talk about podcasts and how to how to kind of start a start a business or you know build a lifestyle around around this lifestyle uh so we haven't you know we haven't really gone deep into that at all and and i've also thought of having guests people who also are presenting uh but we don't know we don't know if it's going to be a low-key like a 10 person thing or if we would try to make it bigger than that and get 30 or 50 people we don't really know so we are thinking about it i think it'd be really fun uh, I, I know we'd have a really good time for for those three days or four days or whatever it is. Uh, so I'm I'm really looking forward to what comes of that. Me too. And that's another thing that we will ask you for a little bit of feedback on on this survey. So where can people find this? Where can people find the survey? survey that we're talking so much about? First of all, <laughs> let me tell you. Oh, here I'll tell you where it is. It's nomadathlete.com/survey. Cool. We, got, we got really creative on that <laughs> one. Um, what we're gonna do is first of all, we'll just ask you to fill it out because. If you're a fan of the of the show and you appreciate 100 episodes and you're willing to help us celebrate by filling out a survey, then that'd be awesome. And we would really appreciate it just as much as we would also appreciate a rating and review on iTunes, as we <laughs> always tell you about. Um, but we'll also give away just a, a tiny little incentive here. Uh, we'll give away a copy of my book, which Doug and I will both sign. It'll be limited edition, one out of one podcast survey, 100th episode giveaway edition book. Uh, so we will send that to your home if you are the randomly selected winner of our podcast surveys, survey filler outers. So uh, I guess that means we'll also need to ask for email address on that survey. But it won't be required. We'll leave that as unrequired. Yeah, so, so if you want to enter the contest, then you, then you have to enter that. Uh, I don't anticipate that we would use that to get in touch with anybody about like the event type stuff. We'll probably just make that announcement on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to guarantee that, though. <laughs> we might still email you if you say you're interested in the event we may use that email to email you about the event uh, but beyond that we won't be selling or renting or abusing your email address See, I will. I'm going to take it alone with me in the dark and oh. do bad things to oh. me <laughs> okay <laughs> has anyone ever made that joke about email addresses before I don't know okay. I hope not <laughs> it's just in poor taste okay uh, so anyway if you would do that we would immensely appreciate it I've said immensely a couple times this episode which is weird uh, but that's it. That's our hundredth episode. I can't believe that's what our hundredth episode was. All all that, all that. All <laughs> it was that insider transparency. Yeah, a couple dirty jokes. Well, it's, it's where we are. It's the state of NMA radio. <laughs> but thanks, guys, for for supporting us on all the episodes leading yes. up to this one. And we are really excited about the next year, and hope that you'll be part of that that journey. Absolutely, we are. And just to echo that once again. Thank you very much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Um, so with much gratitude, we say... Hashtag less bat, more Aaron. <laughs> less, less bat, more Aaron? Yeah. Oh, I'm getting off my own show. Okay. <laughs> I'm 
We'll see how it is. All right. Well, we look forward to the next 100 episodes. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you soon. Thanks, guys.